Paul, you've had that fantasy team name for a while. I think yeah. it's time for an update. Uh, well, I don't even get it. Well, it's a great. It's I'll tell you where it came from. It's a uh, it's tribute to the great Andy Reid when he uh, would call the screen pass his term for the offensive lineman pulling and running up the field was the elephants on parade. Hmm. So you know Philly, Philadelphia, city that I'm from. It's a nice little play on words. I like it better now. I thought it was a reference to uh, Rage Against the Machine or something. So, well, uh, now that I have your approval, let's start the episode. <laughs> Finest hour. Raise a glass with your hosts, Paul Pedro and Zach Tripp. This is Dynasty Gridiron Radio. Welcome in. Quite the, uh, quite the NFL weekend, wasn't it? Wild. Holy shit! Best in recent memory, maybe <sighs> ever. If you're a fan of of the game and you know it and the X's and O's and all the every level of how it works. That Bills Chiefs game was a just absolute masterpiece to watch. Incredible. And you know, it leads us to think, uh, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, in the Dynasty League, we're watching incredible playoff action. See this is the great thing about dynasty fantasy football and why everybody needs to play it, right? Like, why do you play fantasy football? You play fantasy football for the the camaraderie and the shit talking with your friends and the reason to talk about stupid nonsense and not worry about all the other bad crap or work or stress, right, that you have going on in your life. Winning. And, yeah, we like to, we like to fucking win. Right? You get like, to play the game. You get to yeah, watch on Sunday I like and be to more prove, excited. I like to prove that I'm better at building an NFL team than Howie <laughs> Roseman on a daily basis as opposed to once in a while. And I like to do that year-round. So here we are. And, you know. Our season is not over. Regular redraft is over. Right. We're having a great time. I'm making that's, trades. That's by, by, To bring this all to a head... You know, we've we've already the league in the app has already been switched over to the twenty twenty two season. We have a champion, we're removed, we're in the off season, but the group chat is absolutely nuts. Trades are happening, things are insane, the NFL is insane, everybody's having a great fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> we're still rolling. Yeah. So anyway, I you know, what we're gonna talk about today is how is that possible? Like, what exactly is happening that we're keeping an eye on? And it starts with, obviously, the playoffs and, you know, an Aaron Rodgers exit from the playoffs, a Tom yep. Brady exit from the playoffs. Yep. There's some great coaches coaching right now. Coaches are coaching, and those coaches are being interviewed at the same time. Some nice coordinators coordinating stuff right now, <laughs> looking like they're doing a damn good job. People may want those coordinators. Looking like they're yeah. on an interview for a head coaching job in the playoffs right now. Yeah, and and I think that you know all of that rolls up into what we're doing now as Dynasty players and the strategy and the approach that we're taking as it pertain, pertains to improving the squad. Absolutely. So, so, so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today is, is what goes into that, right? Like, what was that noise? <laughs> I think it's your is cell phone. There, uh, oh, the, oh, it's the group chat. Okay. Yeah, it's the group chat. Tell them, tell them we're, we're I'll turn, doing our thing. I'll turn them off. That turn them off. <laughs> probably. We got one. We got I, one of the guys coming on the show today. Anyway. Yeah, that's a cell phone on in the movie theater level offense right there. <laughs> a cell phone on during the podcast. But, you know, there's offers out right now. So it could have been, <laughs> you know, could have been a counter to a certain Christian McCaffrey deal that's pending. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? That scares me. I'm worried. What is Paul going to get for McCaffrey? That's it should. It should because it's going to be a lot. I'm Daryl Morying <laughs> that thing. 
Um, Yikes. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll, if my, basically, if I don't get two firsts, I don't see why I should trade him. But if you um, don't get what? Two firsts. Two first round picks. Okay. Want, yeah. That's the price right well, now. Well, yeah, I mean, he's That's packaged. the asking price right, right. now. Right. It's the whole backfield. He's packaged with Hubbard in that scenario. Okay. So we'll talk more about it. I want to get into the head coaching changes first because I think it's important to touch on that. Yeah, what's open right now? What what jobs are we looking at? All right, so you've got right now. You've got well. How do we want to? How do we want to do this? There's a lot, there's a lot to run through. Okay. Not a lot of it is important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you know, so give me, us the highlights. You know, yeah, you really want to focus on like where are different offensive minds going so so we know a lot of the the job openings that are out there yeah we know all right so you got giants dolphins saints texans vikings broncos bears raiders jags panthers oc yeah they hired mcadoo they got mcadoo he's he's been successful in the past (laughs) now if you have um one team some some dynasty managers tend to have a lot of players from the te- same team, they uh, stack their roster sometime if they believe in a team. If you have um, uh, a team or if you have players from a certain team with a head coaching opening, who do you want them to get the most? Which head coach candidate are you praying goes to the team where your dynasty players are? It's a great question. So for me, like personally, that's the Broncos is going to be a big one for me. You know, as well. I got some. I got Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton, um, and I have Jerry Judy. I'm watching that one very closely as well. Yep, yep. Um, that's probably. I mean, that's probably the big one for me. But I, I think the Vikings are going to impact a lot of people. Um, you're hoping for. You're hoping for an offensive-minded coach that's going to, you know come in with a philosophy that's going to help your players essentially right like you know a balanced offense in denver with potentially an aaron Rodgers running it like is going to be freaking dangerous <laughs> yeah um so yeah i think uh i think you're hoping for that offensive mind i mean some of the guys that come to mind you know brian dabble he's the offensive coordinator for the bills he's linked closely to the giants who just hired joel Schoen, who was the bill's assistant gm so you're probably probably looking at dabble ended up in new york you look at what he did with josh allen and wait first of all let me just tell you giants fans if you want the most attractive man in the world as your head coach you hire brian dabble i mean <laughs> they might as well just call him brian the ball because this guy is a ball with an with a beautiful bald head and a and a nice beard just like myself okay and so uh and so that's you know that's just a bonus if you hire him okay um, it's in new york <laughs> exactly he'll go in he'll the beautiful people go right exactly he'll fit in really well in the like lower east side nightclubs <laughs> and things like that um so anyway but smart guy really you know offensive mind great quarterback coach could maybe get the most out of daniel jones so Um, you're always looking at that like trickle down effect right yes um the broncos last i heard just speaking of that they've got eric Bieniemy on the list they got brian callahan on the list those are some offensive guys that can maybe end up there would love the enemy yeah both i mean Brian Callahan's doing a great job with the Bengals, obviously, too. I mean, great players make great coaches, but still, you got to give them credit. And That could be true for both Kansas yeah. City and, 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 and I will say, like, Dan Quinn is, is on everyone's list, and he's a defensive guy. Really? So what would happen? He's back out there, huh? Yeah. Okay. So say the Broncos were to hire a defensive guy, then you're kind of looking at who's that offensive coordinator going to be. Yeah. More often than not, that person's going to have more control over what kind of offense they end up running. Ipso facto. There we are. <laughs> Close the book, you know. Some interesting things, too, like dynasty-wise, you got to look at GM hires because GM hires changed the shift of the future in a big way. Huge. Um, the Vikings, the Bears, and um, the Giants are replacing general managers. The Bears, the Bears 
Bears crack me up. So the Bears got rid of Ryan Pace and they replaced him with Ryan Poles. Like, how many emails is Ryan <laughs> Poles going to get that were meant for Ryan Pace? Like, maybe that's convenient. I don't. I don't know. But like, sounds I hope, too confusing. I hope you know. I hope his email wasn't like RP at chicagobears.com <laughs> you know uh that's coach rp right right <laughs> ryan poles was the uh uh chiefs uh player personnel director so he's in as the gm in chicago they're looking at like you know, jim caldwell's a candidate there but it looks like matt aberflux is gonna get that job hopefully i said that right um another offensive guy that's out there kellen moore tossed around a lot Offensive coordinator Mike McDaniels from the 49ers tossed around to uh, to the Dolphins, which is an interesting opening with Tua. They're probably who's competing with the Giants for Dabble. So, like, that's an interesting thing to look at, actually. Very interesting team. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting squad. I actually am surprised Brian Flores left. I mean, I he got fired, right? <laughs> yeah, surprised he got fired because yeah. I thought he was doing a pretty good job. He's going to get another job. I think maybe he just didn't believe in Tua, and that was part of the problem. Yeah, there was some some clashing over who should be the quarterback. Yeah, but Tua worked with Dabble in Bama, so he was mm. the offensive coordinator in Bama. So there's a chance maybe they sneak him away from uh, from Joel Schoen and the New York Giants. Giants fans, that's your first indicator. Like, does your new GM have, you know, that executive swag that you need? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can he you gonna let You're going to let this guy, target. right, you're going to let this guy, st- you know, you're going to let him fly to Miami, live in the sunshine, have a great time. <laughs> it's a lot to compete with. They got a franchise quarterback that looks, quite frankly, better than yours, a defense <laughs> that's a little bit more stacked. Mm. Does he like Tua from his time with him in Alabama? Does he have faith in right. him? Right, and that's a big part of it, too, so. You got a lot going on. You got Sean Payton stepping down. Yeah, that just Big seems news. like an empty room. Like, you know, in the movies when everybody just walks out of the room and there's nobody left but, like, a cup of coffee and maybe, like, <laughs> one guy. They're, like, $74 million over the cap, too. It just it just looks like an empty room with not a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I scoured the Internet for articles, and I found that um, so far, Dennis Allen... <sighs> So it's the, what's the guy's name? Uh, Aaron Glenn, the Lions defensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, and Brian Leftwich. I've found some rumors or hints that they've been linked to that Saints job. Leftwich going back to Jacksonville? Brian, Byron Leftwich, yeah. I mean, those are the two spots. I feel bad for the guy because here's your options. Like, first of all, Byron, go to the Saints. Like, I know. But I don't know. No, yeah, yeah, right. He gets to work with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> he gets to work with Trevor Lawrence. He's still a younger guy. I think, I, I don't know. He played there. I don't think that, I think people yeah. like him still. He didn't like, you know, yeah. completely shit the I mean, the, the, bed. Situation, the situation money-wise, roster-wise is better, but just the, I mean, the Saints job, you got to think. I guess as a head coach, you can't think long term. You probably it just feels like a disaster there. It feels like opportunity is just like knocking yeah. in Jacksonville for somebody to come take that team and do something with it. I mean, after you know, yeah, what Urban Meyer did. You're probably right. You're probably right. That doesn't mean they'll take him or that he'll want it, but I just think it's a if you're a young head coach, it's it's tempting. It is. No, it is. So I, I you know, there's a lot of a lot of movement. You know, Texas. One final nail in this thing here before we move on from the coaches and the GMs. And sure. I do want to mention the GM thing like because we do have a couple of those positions that I think have been filled with, uh, hopefully I say this right, Kwese Adolfo Mensta, who was uh, the VP of football ops for the Cleveland Browns. Prior to that, he was um, 49ers uh, manager of R&D. And had did a, did a tremendous job with the Browns transforming that team. He is now going to be the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, who let hmm. go of Ryan Spielman, who's been there for a really long time. They've been consistently, you know, at the top, but not getting right. past that. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they certainly know a gift when they see one, <clears throat> Justin Jefferson. So, <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I always actually thought that that Spielman did a pretty good job with the drafting. Maybe not so much the uh, the wheeling and dealing and 
you know, he definitely bet a lot on Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah. Which, you know, sort of semi-worked out. He just drafted Kellen Mond. It's going to be interesting to see who ends up being the head coach in Minnesota because you got a lot of fantasy impact there with Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and uh, Cousins and Thielen. So they've uh, they've been linked to Kellen Moore pretty pretty heavily. I like uh, him as a coordinator. We'll see what he can do as a head coach. I just yeah. uh, he's been he's been putting up numbers this year. I would All love right. to have him as as my coordinator. Yeah. So you know if. Uh, if the people need to know more about the the head coaching tree, you can reach out to us on Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dynasty is life on Instagram. Beautiful. So at Dynasty is life. The, the reason I say that is I want to transition into into the free agent market, right? I mean, right now you're looking at what kind of trades, like the real really what you're doing right now as a dynasty player is you're saying, What can I trade early? now in the early early in the off season that might increase in value throughout the off season or am i better off acquiring picks now versus later right i mean i actually think maybe acquiring picks later might be a better strategy because we have guys like charbonnet going back to the draft or going back to college i'm sorry yeah anyway this is what you're trying to balance. Right? I think people get more excited about the draft as it gets closer, and those draft picks become more valuable as you approach the draft. Right, but it's a long, it's a long, you know, four month process, right? So, like, hold on, baby. You know, or yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing is like timing is everything, right? Yes. So, we've got some interesting trades that have happened, some interesting trades to discuss, and we want to talk about just this general list of free agents. We're we'll start with the running backs because I feel like that's going to go fast, and then I want to jump over to wide receivers. We'll wrap up with tight ends. Okay, all right. So the running back free agents. To me, this is super interesting because I got two of them on my squad. We're just going to talk about the relevant guys: Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Philip Lindsay, Cordero Patterson, Raheem Mostert. You got any others? You got any others that are super, you know, notable? Jalen Rashard. Well, you know, people love Marlon Mack, uh, Ronald Jones, and slept on all the way a little bit lower are James Conner and J.D. McKissick, the pass-catching specialist. Uh, Conner's a big one, too. Yeah, a lot of touchdowns. Um, So I think Paul's probably most excited about Melvin Gordon as a uh, (laughs) Javante Williams owner. There's a chance he might stay. Yeah, he might stay too. I mean, he might realize like why wouldn't he stay? Thing going, you know, he knows he'll get less and less touches. I'd probably be okay anyway if he stayed. For me, it might be easier. You keep the backfield. I don't know. Yeah, he knows they like him. They'll work him in. I could see him staying. I could see Lenny staying too. Uh, It's all going to be a Tom Brady domino effect you got to think yeah uh i think the 49ers actually have a lot to say in this running back free agency uh eli mitchell has been great but they are even inclined to use debo samuel alongside with him so clearly they want multiple people running the ball out of the backfield and i don't think that they want debo doing this more than just in these playoffs right they could bring back Mostert because where else is he going to go they trust him but I could also see one of these veteran guys swinging over to the 49ers. Um, you know, a, a Leonard Fournette or a Melvin Gordon or even a Ronald Jones. Um, so they, they definitely, they're, they're definitely in play in this running back free agency list. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, yeah, especially if, and if Mostert doesn't stick around. Kayshawn Vaughn is a big name looking at this list, too. You got Leonard Fournette, and you got Ronald Jones leaving. Yeah. Um, Mac. I would argue that maybe he would even be a sell high at this point because people think he's taking over that backfield. He's a high draft pick. And um, you don't know what veteran's going to come in if Fournette's going to stay or even if he can be successful as the guy. So there's probably going to be a lot of hype around him this offseason. And if you don't believe in him, maybe he is actually a sell high guy even before he gets on the field. That's Fournette or, uh, or Keyshawn Vaughn. Vaughn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn. I, could be. Yeah. He was, he was traded the year after he was drafted in our league. 
Uh, I just don't know if he's. I just don't know if he's got that like like. So the thing about guys like Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette is, they are freaks. Mm-hmm. Like Kashawn Vaughn's not a freak. He's a he's a he's a solid running back. Solid running back. Right? Yeah. My Raheem Mostert's a little bit of a freak. He's fast, and he's I think fast. he might go back to the Niners. God, you remember he was on the Eagles practice squad. They let him go. So dumb. All right. I'll get over it one day. I think the Howie. biggest, biggest team right now that I'm looking at is the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Their yeah. two best players are free agents. How that shakes out is going to be interesting. The wide receiver free agent market is uh, stacked, Yeah, if you will. Yeah. Um, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Juju, Mike Williams, OD, Eldo Beckham, DJ Chark. I'm really interested in Russell Gage, and like if he stay, if Calvin Ridley goes and he stays at the Falcons, yeah, he could be a great player, a big Gage guy. Um, I thought what he showed at the end of the season was phenomenal. Okay. The route running, the ability to make those catches on the sideline, crisp man, dude was crisp. Yeah, he was crisp like a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see who's throwing him the ball next year. I haven't had that cereal in a long time, but might have to eat some. Uh, Can you give us the cookie crisp sound? No, I no? can't. I haven't. I, I haven't remember the commercials. I don't know why that came to my head, but cookie I don't. Cookie crisp. <laughs> no? Right, well. uh, see our sister podcast about delicious cereals that we haven't eaten since we were under the age of 10. <laughs> um, all right. Well, interestingly enough, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, you brought, you brought that up. They're on this list. Um you know, we are uh, transitioning here into a new discussion about how do you make all of this stuff together work for you such that you can execute either a timely, advantageous trade or just pick up the right guy. Like you had, you know, Tom Brady gets eliminated from the playoffs and you're over here jumping on the on the waiver wire scooping up Kyle Trask yeah absolutely um so what I want to do last week we had the champ on I want to bring on the runner-up I want to bring Corby on the show here and uh get some of his takes on some of the things that have gone down recently some of the big trades we talked about uh we talked about Devontae Adams getting moved and how he's a free agent, how that's going to drive some of this trade activity. Corby, you've uh, you've executed a few trades recently. I, I would say, I would go as far as to say that if you are uh, if you're looking for a man to gamble with, maybe Corby's your your ideal trade partner uh, in this league. Um, Thanks for the intro, Paul. Yeah, yeah, you you know <laughs> you're not afraid of risk. Let's just say that, not a risk averse guy. Uh, that is a that's a true statement, Paul. <laughs> I would say they're for the most part working out. Uh so far, so far, I, I think so. I, I would think so. I mean, you've you've trained yourself, I think, with many many late nights at the casino to be able to properly <laughs> execute some things. Some oh, things Jesus, like. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> like, sometimes you just you know close your eyes, grab a hold of something, and give it up, give it hell. You know? <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> you need a little well, bit of that in Dynasty. Yeah, a little, you, bit, you a little been, bit of that in the casino. <laughs> you've been doing a good job. You, you get, definitely gave most of the league hell last year. I'm just going to give the listeners a run through quickly of your roster. So as you uh, give us some thoughts and opinions, they kind of know what you're working with here. Joe, sure, sure. Real quick, Joe Burrow, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Boyd, Dawson Knox, Michael Carter in the slot, Bucks defense. We got some IDP guys, but we're not going to get into that right now. Notable bench players, Kirk Cousins, Marlon Mack. We talked about him being a free agent, Miles Sanders. I'll talk someday about how I don't like him and how he can't see the hole. Oh, and, Paul, and, and, you don't like you don't like Miles Sanders. You haven't <laughs> been that vocal about him. I've been, a, I've, been a, I've been low on these Eagles position players lately. It's yeah, a discussion. I know. For I don't time. blame you. Um, yeah, James Conner though, also a free agent. We talked about him a little bit. Um, it's it's a very very strong team. 
obviously, uh, Jonathan Taylor just ripping it up. But the other impressive Dude, you thing. You got you to, you I'm sorry, I got to cut you off. No yeah. honorable mention to uh, Gabriel Davis, you know, just coming off a uh, four-touchdown <laughs> performance. I mean, come on. That's a good catch. That's a good catch. Unbelievable. Yeah, at least an honorable mention on that. Yeah, and quite frankly, <laughs> Trayvon Diggs from an IDP perspective is a great. Just on the, yeah, on the, on the old bench there, yeah. Right, great move. And uh, you've done it all while maintaining some, some, you know, most all of your first rounders at least. Um, so kudos to you for that. And you recently traded for Austin Eckler. And I'm curious, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about that trade and how that went down and just kind of what you were thinking. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, jump right into it. So uh, I was able to get that fourth pick from a trade that I made by getting rid of uh, Nick Chubb and in return got Michael Carter, the a first rounder, which ended up being that fourth pick um, and a second rounder. I turned around and traded the second rounder and that fourth pick for Austin Eckler. So in my eyes, I'm kind of looking at it like, all right, I just tra- traded Chubb and got Eckler and Michael Carter in return. Now, I don't know if that's correct. But that's the way I'm going to look at it. And that's what I'm going to look at it from here on out. No, no, I appreciate you. <laughs> nope. I, I appreciate you bringing that full circle for us because you, you should look at it that way. Yes. <laughs> That is yeah, so I, I just, yeah, you know, um, that fourth pick, you know, I, I doing a little bit of research, uh, trying to keep my eyes on a couple of guys. I, I don't have as much time uh, to, to watch the, uh, the, the college, uh, games as much as I would like, as much as you do, Paul. Um, but try to keep my eyes on some guys and, you know, that fourth pick, I know there's probably going to be somebody there of value. Um, but I couldn't really turn down the number two running back from the previous season. So that was my thought process. Yeah, Smart. and you're, I mean, you know, you made it to the ship. You're in win-now mode. Your you, thoughts you, are working. Correct, yeah. correct, yeah. And and that, that to me, uh, you know, that to me puts me in contention with that fucking, excuse my language, uh, Pro Bowl of a roster that uh, that Bill <laughs> has uh, assembled now. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I was uh, two and a half points short this season. So, wow. Eckler, to me, is a, is a missing piece. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, well... Great season. Well done. Great season. <laughs> Two and a half points shy. Yeah. You know, that was, it was an epic championship, and they are some strong teams. And it's been a great season. He might put you over. It was a great edge. season. It really was. It was, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's how I started the show, Corby. Like, we, and we haven't talked enough about that really on this show. We need to talk about it more. It's like, this has been a fucking blast, dude. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, we start, we only started this thing. We've been playing fantasy football forever. If you are, if you got a group, especially if you got like a group of friends out there that you've like known all these guys for at least a decade, if not some of them several decades, like two or three. Yep. And like we're talking to each other all the fucking time anyway. We might as well do something fun, be competitive, especially now when. People are quarantining and the world kind of sucks. It's oh, a hundred percent. It's great, man. It's been it's been fucking awesome. We're gonna have a no, like you said that you need call soon. You need a you need the, the a group of guys that are gonna do it though that are gonna be that are that are invested that want to do it because um, like you know in our other league we uh, we got a couple uh you know wild card uh you know uh, guys that <laughs> <laughs> that's true wanna, you know. They check their they check their roster at one thirty on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this is not that. This yeah. is some serious, yeah, exactly. Damn fantasy yeah. football dynasty. Those going people down. don't quite have the ilk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I think, no, and I do. I I gotta say one thing too. I and and Paul needs no more. Um, you know, uh, buttering up or or you know his head doesn't need to get any bigger. But you do need a commissioner that uh, that runs it and. You got to give Paul credit. He stays on top of uh, damn near you. everything. So thank you. Uh, thank yeah, you. appreciate uh, that. Yeah, credit, credit. You know, is cheers to the commish. Appreciate that, gents. Um, yeah, I just cheers to you. Yeah, take a shot. Yeah, I I don't know if you heard on the previous episode about me pocketing trips. Uh, roster fine but hopefully that doesn't I change did, your opinion yeah. of me well <laughs> that, is well that is another subject that is another topic i was told i just i just felt like i deserved it because i felt the way corby just just said right there you you did you i did, love it you yeah deserved it, and you know what i deserved it too <sighs> but you guys, you guys i digress cry. corby just kidding trip might be uh, trip, I'm, I'm really curious <laughs> trip might be the uh uh you know the, the biggest turnaround next season we'll see 
We'll see. It'll, uh, it we'll definitely see. has the makings of something yeah. dangerous. Yeah, it's, you know, we'll do see. I want it to start next year? Do I want it to start the year after? We'll yeah, see. He's kind of like the threat <laughs> in the Ukraine right now. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> now, now, Corby, by coming on this show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You are consenting to divulge strategy and information. By joining, by joining us today, you are going to tell your opponents in this league and all other Dynasty players aspects about your game. Trip, I told you don't read the terms and conditions of the contract <laughs> on the podcast. And <laughs> he already signed it. <laughs> you, you guys, he must not have heard uh, my strategy. I've already outlined it very uh Grab the bull by the horns. <laughs> you close your eyes, grab onto something, and give her hell. Okay. <laughs> that's, okay. that's it. Okay. Now... On your roster, I want you to identify two players that have been most key to your long-term dynasty success. Not just like you so, know they had a good week. Like yeah. who, who did you get for cheap or value? Who have just or or maybe even not? Maybe you got them in the first round. But who has been your key players on your roster? Like your cornerstones. Uh, I mean, I can even like we can exclude Jonathan Taylor if you want to, because that's too much of an obvious answer. <laughs> I mean, he was he was a stud, you know, from the time I drafted him last year. Obviously, this season, he carried me to to the playoffs. So, number one goes without saying, right JT. Yeah, congrats goes on that. Goes without saying. Yeah. Um, who? Uh, yeah, I have. To, I guess I have to thank uh, Ray Ray for that. Ceh, <laughs> <C-E-H, laughs> he drafted Ceh. Yeah, he took Clyde. He, t- he took Clyde out of. Uh, yeah, so, I took Cam Akers. I think right after you took Taylor, and I remember being like, "Are they going to let?" Jonathan Taylor fall to me? Have they not seen his thighs? <laughs> that was the only time I can remember playing some psychological warfare. I think I told everybody <laughs> I was drafting J.K. Dobbins, so I'm giving up oh, some it was worth right it. here. But yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I, Dobbins. It went. I was actually five. That's right. Dobbins was after me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to look back at that. I love. I mean, I love. The yeah, and then Dobbins back. tore his ACL, so that that was ouch. Um, all right, back to the question though. Back to the question. Um, yeah. So, so obviously, JC, JC, uh, Tyreek. I mean, he was my, I think, second pick. Um, I, 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 I still regretted dra- uh, drafting. I took a uh, Chubb with the first pick of the overall, with the sixth or seventh pick in the dynasty overall. Mm. I got Tyreek in the second round, and I think that was yeah. my saving grace. Pick five. Yeah. Um, Corby is down on yeah. Chubb big time. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's, it's not so much Chubb, it's just the Browns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just Baker, you know, just Baker's lost. A, he's just sucks. I think I think Baker stinks. <laughs> they just lost their VP of player personnel who had done some of the best job the Browns had seen in a long time to uh, the Vikings. We talked about that earlier on the show. So Yeah, but also, too, I mean, they still got Hunt. Hunt's going to come back next year. He's under contract, I think, at least through next year. Um, right. so he's still going to be, you know, he'll still be there unless they, I don't know how they, I mean, obviously they can move him. Um, but that was another reason why too, you got Kareem Hunt kind of, you know, you know, sitting in the background, vultured a couple touchdowns. So, um, that was why I wanted to get rid of him. So yeah, so frustrating. JT, he was frustrating. Well, you know what we call that? He has the potential yeah. to be number one running back in fantasy. Yeah. Like well, he could be yep. the running back one. Right. Yeah, I mean, he has the tools to do it. Yeah, he absolutely oh, could. He's a stud. He, he he's absolute, absolute. Right. Yeah. And that's why, and I'm going to coin, we're, we're going to start coining a few terms here on this podcast. That's why we call him a frustration. <laughs> okay. He's okay. a frustration. 100%. And right? also, he was hurt a couple, he, he missed Corby a couple games for the this first year, frustration so. call. Yeah. He's, yeah, a, he's, a bit, he's bittersweet frustration. Okay. That's what he is. You know who else is bittersweet frustration? Josh Miles Jacobs. Sanders. And Miles Sanders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We swapped. We swapped them. Uh, yeah. We, I knew he was going to be a headache. I thought Miles was going to gonna blossom. And uh, no, no, he has not. Yeah. I would have went with you on that one, Corby, but it looks like Josh Jacobs is the better, the better pull. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, at right that now, time, yeah, I would have called Miles Sanders, too. So yeah. Yeah. Because of the bittersweet frustration, I turned around and flipped Jacobs for like a second round. What did he have? Sanders had, Sanders had, uh, what do you have? Uh, a thousand total scrimmage yards and. Scrimmage yards and no touchdowns. Wow! All because of Jalen Hurts <laughs> and Boston. <laughs> 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 Fucking Boston Scott had like six uh, touchdowns. Yeah, that too. Jalen Hurts will prove that he can't actually throw the ball, and that won't be a problem. I do. I think we're on that trajectory. I do think we're on that trajectory. We're but gonna have a, we'll see. 
a, a Jalen Hurts segment on one of these episodes. We're gonna, well, out. we're going to have an episode. I think we might have to, yeah. He was he was recently traded, and you know it's just uh, he's the hometown hometown quarterback. So we got we got to talk about it. Fantasy from a fantasy perspective, if he's on a team, I think he's going to be productive. Top I think 10. that's why he obviously traded for him. Yeah, but it's just if especially he's, if he's on a team. Teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bad teams. He's going to get you thirty points. Um. So here's the thing. I I want to um. I want to do another episode all about the 2022 quarterbacks and just like, you know, touch base on like first, second year quarterbacks and what that trajectory is going to look like. So we'll, we'll get into that at another time a little bit more. Corby. Yes, sir. Can you tell us one thing that you notice other managers slipping on or something that you've noticed is a key strategy for you that maybe other people don't pick on. These other managers are making a mistake. You're taking advantage of it. What's one strategy you've seen that is just working for you? Yeah, no, I, I got a good one that I think <clears throat> I do. I fall victim to all the time, and it's overvaluing players and trades, or just overvaluing players in general. You know, you sometimes get attached to these guys, and you're like, you think they're worth more than they are. I mean, I've probably made a few horrendous trade offers, thinking a guy's <laughs> worth way more than he is, <clears throat> and uh, it's just not the case. So I think just. I think that's probably, you know, guys either hold on to guys, you know, don't make trades because they think they're worth, you know, more than they are. Um, but it's a totally subjective thing, you know, when you get down to, to the uh, to the knit and grit of it. It's a subjective value that we put on them. So it's a hard thing to, to manage sometimes, you know, in trades. But that, that would be one thing I'd notice. You get a little attached. You get it always. You little touch. You like them, you know. I'm they sure. get they get comfy on your roster. I'm wondering. Don't get too comfy. Oh my god, there. yeah. I'm wondering if that's how I feel about Christian McCaffrey right now. I've been offered some pretty good offers for him. I would have turned them down because I'm literally I'm like, if it's not too first, it's not worth it. I would have shipped them out. You would have shipped them out. Mm, yeah, I don't know what you're getting. I don't know what your offers are, but uh, like a first and second. Like I said, I mean, mm, from what you've yeah, told you told me, Paul. I mean, I got that one. I get, you know his ceiling's high. It's just his stock right now is low. So you got to meet somewhere in the middle um, because of the fact he hasn't completed two seasons. Injuries, running backs have a sharp decline. And also not for nothing in this league, I feel like what a, uh, Dalvin Cook got traded for a first rounder, which ended up being fairly late, which I thought at the time was, was a good trade. But uh, I feel like running backs in the last, probably just this season, have been slightly devalued. I don't know. I could be wrong there. Big time. I think uh, I think you're correct, Corby. I think they're going for way less than they're worth. So I mean, he's got he's got the the potential and ceiling is there for CMC, but you know, two firsts. Yeah, I mean, if you can get it, you know, power to you, man. Yeah, UCal and Eckley have all stacked up on top end running backs for probably less than they're worth. Yeah, like I said, the fourth the fourth pick, uh, fourth and a second for for Eckler. We'll see what the fourth is, right? I mean, that's the fun of it. That's why you love Dynasty because now you get to see, all right, now I'm probably going to keep an eye on that fourth pick for the next couple of years. <laughs> let it go. You know, let, me give you, let me give you some that's advice Let's right talk now. about who that might be. Person to person. <laughs> don't watch that person. <laughs> it can only hurt it's you. true. It is. Yeah, you're, not, you're not wrong about that. That is a good point. Erase that pick from your memory. Yeah. It's no longer your life. <laughs> Yeah, Jamar Chase. Uh, yep, that was my pick. Yeah. Some of these recent trades are crazy. I can't believe Trip just got a. There's that Eckler trade for the fourth pick. Trip just got a 2024 first rounder for Hertz, which is mind blowing to me. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Good power uh, to you for that. That was great. I yeah, mean, he had a he had a stellar fantasy year. He did. He's a, he's a fantasy stud. I think he's going to probably be that for the next year and a half. I think we get a get a quarterback in 2023, yeah. so he plays this season and maybe half of the next as well. Um, we'd like to invite you on to something else that we're doing tonight. Um, we had the champ on for the first round of our first kind of knee jerk reaction, mock draft, some tape watching, but not deep, deep dive research, uh, as the runner up second place, we're going into our second round. Would you care to join us for a second round of our mock draft? Well, yeah, let's do it. I mean, I'm not prepared, but let's go for it. Okay, <laughs> we can carry in that a little bit. We've we've been just, we've been we've been doing our homework. Just grab on yeah. something tight and hold on, bro. We'll, we'll, there it is. We'll show you the list, and you pick you pick who you pick. You know, 
Yeah, hold on. Let me pull it up because Paul sent it to me. So let me see because there was a couple guys I was surprised that uh, were not selected. I yeah, agree and with just that, to like <clears throat> to put this out there, this is we're pretty much just doing this now so we can look back and say, all right, the actual mock draft that we did, and then the actual draft that we did. How funny is it that the one that we did when we knew nothing looks better than the one that we did when we knew everything? Yeah. Because that's yeah. inevitably what's going to happen, but we just wanted to make sure that we're able to then do that by doing a way too <laughs> early mock drafts right now. So for all of you that followed that logic, have a drink. <laughs> Cheers. Love and, it. And we're giving our listeners people to start looking at, start researching. You know, they might not know who's going to be in the top 20. There's so many players in the draft. We're kind of giving you an idea of maybe not exactly where, gonna, where they're going to fall, but you can start looking at some of these players, see if you like them. You know, did we draft them too low, draft them too high? Just giving you some names to start checking out for this upcoming. Yeah, George Pickens game. with the fifth pick, right, Paul? Yeah, people are telling me that's a little bit of a reach. Let's run through it. <laughs> Let's run through it. We had Garrett, Garrett Wilson, first overall. Brees Hall, second overall. Kenneth Walker, third overall. Traylon Burks coming in four. George Pickens maybe starting to stretch a little bit there. Jamison Williams <laughs> falling with that ACL injury. Drake London. I think that's a little bit of a fall to seven. Brian Robinson, maybe the the reach of the first round. We got Paul stretching a lot over here. His hamstrings might be tight. And then we got uh, Zach Charbonnet, who's actually going back to college. So uh, that can't be included. But we rounded out with Isaiah Spiller as the 10th overall pick. Which was an edit. Not bad. Yeah, it was an edit. After I, the fact. Yeah, that yeah, was I forgot, but in retrospect, I We probably, can't let him go to the second round. I'm just going to let you say it. I'm just going to come out and say it. I didn't watch the tape on Isaiah Spiller, and then I did after that show just to say, man, did I really miss out on Isaiah Spiller? You did. Yeah. He, yeah, I was going to say, where was he at? He's a freak, and you should draft him in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now that we got that out of the way, um, basically, Corby, what that means is that Jahan Dotson is on the board and Isaiah Spiller is off the board. And if you want to kick it off, like we're not doing this team specific. This is just overall who you think has the best value at we're doing a 10 team. We're in a 10 team league here. So this is pick one round two round two. Yeah. So kind of stole the thunder. I mean, now that, that Isaiah Spiller was going to be it just because running backs, right? We just said the value of running backs, I think, in this league, it's it's low, but there's also always a need for him, especially with that flex spot. So I think it makes sense for really anybody who uh, who needs a, a filling guy to go for Spiller. But um, yeah, that was just me. That's my my take on it. Well, you can't pick him though because technically <laughs> he's been picked. You just said you took him. <laughs> no, so he was the last pick in the first round. So you're the first pick in the second round. Thank you for that. Oh, you just said that. My fault. I thought you said that he was. Uh, the analysis was great, though. Extra, extra. Yeah, I mean that's like it, extra points right there. The two point conversion. Thank you. Corey. Yeah, and we had. A yeah, so I, I went back and him, listened. So I, yeah, that's, I listened to your the last podcast, and I was like, "Where's this kid at?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got Zach Charbon Chabonet on there. Yeah. Um, As the last. All right. Pick. So the other kid, I. Yeah, Go the ahead. other kid. Uh, the other kid I had uh, my eye on was David Bell out of Purdue. Okay. Um, that's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, as, uh, wide receivers, I think, are always – they obviously, um, the longevity in the league uh, yeah. is, is, you know, you got to realize that <laughs> if you can hit on one. Um, right. You know, it, it's great, and this kid this kid might be able to do it. So, yeah. yeah, he would make, I think, the most sense with that pick. Yeah, 6'2", 205 pounds. High school, he was running a four five forty. Put up some pretty spectacular numbers. Um and definitely looks the part. Um, Goes to work every day. Professional receiver. Every game puts out numbers consistent. Purdue, great coaching staff at Purdue as well. Funny story. What was their record? They had a good season this year, didn't they? They did. Yeah they they had they had a better season than they uh, than they usually have. I forget what their record is. I um, weirdly know the coach of Purdue through like a colleague at work. <laughs> um. Of course you do, Paul. Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll swing it over to uh, Jahan Dotson. I feel like him and uh, Bell are very similar. They both have had success throughout their career consistently. They're just like professional, go to work, 
they're going to be solid PPR receivers for hopefully half a decade to seven years. I just think Dotson maybe has a little bit more uh, boom to his game. Maybe he can make some more big plays and maybe have a, a couple more yards and touchdowns each season just because of that big play ability. Yeah, he's another, you know, like a KJ Hamler type coming out of Penn State, slippery runner, elusive footwork. Oh, he's 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 four three forty guy. To me, way that better. Than pretty KJ. quick, yeah. yeah. Um, I would agree. Right. So he's a, he's a little bit bigger. Um, way better. And especially than didn't uh, uh, Penn State? Who's their starting quarterback that went down? And he still had a good season. Oh, Dotson. Uh, Jahan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jahan Dawson still had a good season. I forget the guy's name, the starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, I watched all their games, too. I love Penn State. <laughs> I, I, I'm totally blanking on who that is right now. Um, Sean something? Was it Sean something? Anyway. Um, all right, so that, that leaves me at round two. Pick three. And some interesting names still on the board here. I I think I'm going to go with Rashad White. Okay. Uh, running back at Arizona State. 6'2", 210-pound back. He's, uh, he's a big dude, and he's right now, I've been scouring the rankings that are out there from everybody else as well and seeing – what these scouts are saying and everybody's got Rashad white, like sliding in right around like the fourth or fifth ranked running back on the board. And, oh, wow, okay. you know, this kid's an absolute beast, man. I mean, he's, he's he can a catch. Yeah. He's a big dude. He who can catch and he can block. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, if he can do some good things with the ball in the hands, you know, he'll get the opera, he'll earn the opportunity early. And, uh, you see him just, with an innate ability to stay upright after contact. So I like Rashad White. And yeah, I mean now we're now we're getting deep in there because we're talking about round two pick four. Um Yeah, the only I, I got I mean I'll jump in. The only other uh this is where I, I really, you know, kind of fall off, but uh the kid from uh from Notre Dame, the running back from Notre Dame, Kyron Williams. Yeah I, I mean great pick. He he I mean he <laughs> The one game I watched, he looked like his feet were kind of stuck in the mud. If I'm being honest, he looked like he was a little bit slow, but he's a big guy. So I, I mean, I mean, actually, he's only five nine, but he's five nine. He's two hundred pounds. I mean, I don't know. In that offense, I felt like he might be, uh, it might be a good fit, depending on who drafts him and obviously where where he goes. But you know, again, that's what we're at. second round pick four. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. No, definitely. I definitely agree. He's a young guy, too, and I, I, I think he's shown some ability to catch the ball. Yeah. Uh, I think we're seeing a theme with Corby here, trading for Austin Eckler, Michael Carter, and now Kyron Williams. I think he likes these little PPR receivers for his uh, second-place team here. I mean, are we in a PPR league? Are, are, are we? It's are a half. Ah, it's alrighty then. We have a PPR league. That's why you have yeah, your opponents on. You start to get a little bit more information about what they're thinking. You know what direction they're going. Read between the lines. Yeah, you know, you have the microscope out. <laughs> oh man! All right, trip pick keep, five. Where are you going? Yeah, I'll keep. I'll keep it with the running backs. Um, okay. This is supposed to be a. Uh, Weak draft class, but they say deep and wide receiver. I think there might be actually some sleepers at running back, too. I'll take Tyler Algier out of BYU. I think he's going to have some stretches of greatness. It's just how much opportunity does he get. Right. Wrecking ball. Yeah, he, he shows that he's going to be able to run the ball in the NFL. Um, it's just uh, where does he land? Where do his opportunities fall? And I feel like that's where you get kind of like you're playing the, the slots with these late-round running backs. They all can play a little bit, but I think he can play a little bit better. He's gonna have a little more draft capital, and he's got a little, and he's got, and he's got some pedigree too. So uh, I, I feel pretty good getting him mid second round. I don't five. think he's that far off from some of the other running backs taken above him. Yeah, five eleven, two twenty is thick. Yeah, <laughs> send him between he's the tackles. Right, man. Let, him go, yeah. let him go to work. <laughs> he does need to work on his pass protection a little bit. Um. All right, so that that leaves me at uh, round two, pick six. 
And I'm looking, I mean, I'm a little bit torn here. So, like, John Mechie's on the board. Um, nasty injury. But a lot of people have him as, like, top five receiver. When did he get hurt? When did he go down? He went down in the SEC championship was- <clears throat> game, I believe. Shit. Okay. He's hurt now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There was a time when he, him and uh, that's, that's tough for him because him and, and Jameson Williams were right there. Exactly. And they definitely missed them at Alabama when they both went down. I mean, after Williams was out, they couldn't do anything. But it was crazy. They had, had Mechie, they might have been. Yeah, Mechie's an interesting, an interesting pick for me. But at the same time, like where my head is with this is there's also some running backs still left there that I like. Like, you know, you've got. You got James. You got the Georgia running backs. I'm, I'm, I was gonna, like, what's what's your thoughts on him? What's your take on him? Well, there's uh, James Cook and um, Zamir White are. Uh, you know, for me, I like them both. Right. So, like, I'm struggling right now with all right. Out of those three guys, who am I taking? <sighs> Probably if he fall if they fall this far, if he falls this far, I'm taking Mechie. I think just because More again, choice. longevity at wide receiver upside there to me is a lot bigger. Like Mechie could be a, a number one receiver somewhere. And I I just I don't Possibly. know if I see that from Cook and White, but they definitely sure. got some skills to them for sure. I mean, Corby, you're uh, you're up next there with pick seven. I wouldn't that that wouldn't shock me. <laughs> that yeah, that was gonna be I mean, Cook, I mean, if he's still there, uh, I mean again, depending a lot of this Again, given a little insight, I think well, anybody, depending on where these players fall on what team, I mean, you know, they, if they end up on on Houston, you might think twice about you know drafting a player right now. But again, we're in dynasty; you got to be thinking long term. So, yeah, or maybe you yeah, do draft he, him if he winds up on Houston because David Johnson's a free agent and Philip Lindsay, right? So, yes, yeah, Philip Lindsay, yeah, they, yeah, and they and they traded Rex Burkett, uh, didn't they? Where where did Burkett end did. up? Yeah, I forget where they traded him to, but yeah. they did get rid of him. And he was getting some points there at the end. Yeah, he he was. People were looking at the scooping him off the wire here and there. There's some other I'd interesting like, uh, names yeah. here, though. There's, I mean, running backs. Interesting. The the draft process uh, tends to send running backs back to school, and it tends to devalue them, but also separate the cream of the crop, right? Like, last year at this time, we were looking at a shitload of running backs who still looked good, and guys like Cook and White ended up going back to school. You've got guys here like Charbonnet who are going back to school, and you've also got guys who may very well, like, throughout the process of the combine, et cetera, like, fall off and and potentially not be anything. And so that's where you're wrestling with, I think, at this point in the second round of a a dynasty draft. Which I find interesting because... What more can Charbonnet do for his stock? You know, he was probably going to be a second round, maybe third round pick. If he goes back to school and he dominates, is he even going to get in the first round as a dominant running back? Yeah, what probably not. True. That's some, a good point, right? Save some tread on his tires, like get you know, get into the NFL. I don't know. I don't know him, but I just know his his value, and I would think that his value would be better coming out this year than next year, even. That's a really good point because, yeah, I mean, unless you're uh, – I mean, what did Najee Harris went 20, you know, 20-something to the Steelers, and he was the best back, you, you know, yeah. you can't by think, far. You can't think he's going to rise, you know. you got to think he's better off going – just going. I mean, in Dynasty, going. his value has already dropped to me because he's a year younger and running backs were producing <laughs> there their, you go. in their rookie year. <laughs> there you go. More I mean, tread on them tires. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Corral. Um, just too far further to – to he, let the top uh, quarterback the QBs, go, yeah. yeah. QB one, I got to take it. I probably don't need it. I'll probably try to. That's round two, pick eight. Yeah, QB off the board, Matt yeah, Corral. QB one. Matt Corral had a hell of a college season. Probably the most fun college football player to watch, and he's definitely got some accuracy, man. And he's got legs, and he's fearless. That's for sure. I like Pickett. I like Pickett a lot. I think he can he can lead a team for. He's got a little he's got a little Justin Her, Justin Herbert uh, thing going. 
poor man's version. I'm curious to see because I, I love it when there's not, um, you know, all this hype and buzz about <clears throat> a number one, you know, quarterback that's going to be taken with the number one overall pick. You got these guys that are going to be, you know, you know, top fifteen, you know, maybe you know, you know, top, you know, twenty quarterback maybe, and you just don't know. Like a, a Dak Prescott might fall, or you know, Russell Wilson might fall, or something like that. It's uh, kind of fun to see, you know, when there's not a necessarily clear cut, you know, quarterback in these drafts. It's a little bit interesting. Yeah, it definitely does. <clears throat> it's definitely yeah. A team's going to fall in love with Pickett, I think, and he's yeah. going to go high. They'll go. They'll go, and there'll be a couple in the first round. But I think. It's you just, look at the Giants. I mean, they, you know, do they think that Daniel Jones is the answer? I would hope not. <laughs> uh, Actually, well, maybe now, as an Eagles fan, you do hope so. Yeah, or they just think they're better off. Well, here's the thing about this draft, and I'll wrap up that subject, but the, the thing about this draft is that there's just too good of talent at also important positions. So, like, if you're the Giants and you've got Carl Laftis or Thibodeau or Hutchinson at defensive end on the board or like Ekwanu, who's the offensive tackle from North Carolina State, like you almost have to take that guy because you have so many holes on your roster. Like if you yeah. bring in a quarter and you got you, to take one. Yeah. Right. And if you miss at quarterback now, you know, or you draft one and you miss, it's almost going to be hard to even know if you missed because your offensive line is so bad. There's a whole lot of things that go into that, but I think it's interesting that in Dynasty, just how far they fall, right? <laughs> I mean, because right yeah. now I'm 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 up at pick two, round nine. I'm sorry, pick nine, round two, and I'm like I'm tossing around, tossing around that Colorado State tight end Trey McBride. He's got a lot of talent. There's still some running backs left. I mean, you went uh, James Cook, Zamir White is still there. Um. I take White over Cook, absolutely. Yeah, I I honestly am. I'm probably taking. <sighs> All right, so before I do this, I I have to toss around, toss around a wide receiver I like. I'll tell you who it's between for me at pick nine right here. Wow, I you know like, I see somebody who should absolutely be off the board right now. I like Justin Ross, uh, from Clemson. And I like Wandale Robinson. There he is from Kentucky. Um, but, oh shit, that kid. Okay, yeah, but I, but <laughs> yeah. I'm a faller of the second round by yeah, far. Yeah, I've seen him mocked in the first round a couple times too. But I also like Damon Pierce, the running back from Florida, who, okay. who's dropped a little bit here too. He might be a late um, off-season riser. Right, I do think he his stock will go up in the combine. So I'm I'm. I'm probably uh, just the receiver thing again. I'm going to go Wandale Robinson. That's the, yeah, steal. All right, Corby, you can you can round this thing out. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not going to take credit for this one. I was watching the Mel Kiper Todd McShay uh, <laughs> mock 1.0. Um, they get, and, they uh, get enough credit, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. So, and and this, they showed highlights um, of this guy. And I was like, hey, he, this guy might be, you know, the the number one QB, uh, Malik Willis. I don't know. I mean, if somebody wants to take a take a flyer on him, I think uh, didn't Mac Jones in our league go the second round? Um, yeah, third, third, you know, uh, Trey. Tra- okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was third. Did Trey Lance or uh, Trey Lance second round. <sighs> Yeah, he might have gone. So, you know, you never know. I mean, this he you never know. You know, if somebody needs to take a flyer on a QB, um, this uh, this might be the one you might might hit a home run on him. High ceiling. Very high ceiling. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yep. He's he's so Malik Willis moves he moves like Michael Vick, for sure. And he throws like Michael Vick. So that was Vick. what got me when he when he flicked his wrist and, yep. and threw the ball again. It was highlights the and wrist flick, uh, yep. it looked absolutely effortless and effortless and um, I think that's uh, uh, yeah. Hey, listen, that's something to do in, in the NFL. It's something that Jalen Hurts can't do. Let's right. put it that way. He took, <laughs> he, took, he took too many risks in college, and he doesn't really run a pro style offense. But just the sheer athleticism—if you get him with a good quarterback coach, mm-hmm. he looks like he could be an absolute monster. He, you get Andy Reid with him. I mean, that you know. If you got him yeah. with, yeah, right. Well, Mahomes is not going. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Right, <laughs> years, but probably not. I mean. Probably not. But with that kind of mentor, Andy Reid type guy. 
Right. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So interesting from a fantasy <laughs> perspective, just because uh, he is, um, you know, just so, so incredible with his feet. So that wraps it up. That concludes our, uh, our round two mock draft. Corby, we appreciate you uh, jumping on with us here, my friend. Yeah. Thanks Any Corby. Fucking time, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff good stuff we're gonna uh we're gonna let you go here we're gonna let you get back to your uh you know uh enjoyable relaxing tuesday evening yeah sixers just won uh, about was an hour ago so go sixers here they come seven go hey uh keep up the good work boys you guys are doing uh you guys are doing god's work over here so uh god bless you yes sir (laughs) thanks thanks man all right we'll talk to you later Take it easy, boys. Later. Peace. Corby blessed us up, you know. Blessed up on Bless Tuesday. Him. Blessed up on Bless a Tuesday him. night. Like Jarvis would say, bless him. Well, I think I think we covered a lot of ground here. Yeah, that was that was a lot of information. If I By was a the, dynasty player, I would like I would like to hear that. <laughs> By the way, I felt the need I feel the need to clarify because we sort of mentioned this Devontae trade like a few times. Devontae Adams was moved for DJ Chark in a twenty twenty three first. And that happened in our dynasty league on January eighth. We're gonna to talk to some of these people making these trades and see yeah. what's what are their thoughts behind these trades. Yeah, get ready for <laughs> because the next I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I you got to think it was interesting because the Packers season ended after that, and it's nothing if not entertaining. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well. Oof. Came in hot there with the, uh, <laughs> the exit song, but in case you didn't catch on, it's time to say goodbye. It's time to uh, have another glass of wine and, uh, you know, fade off into the evening, and uh, we'll see you next time, ladies and gentlemen.